listening to Free Talk with Mr. B. Hello, good morning, and greetings to everyone here in Houston, Dubai, and around the world. It's Sunday, and it makes it Free Talk with Mr. B. Samina? Hi, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Mr. B. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. <laughs> and I think last week I wasn't able to be there, but the week before I was. But even that one week felt like a very long time for me because this is something I really enjoy doing <laughs> with you guys and my team of podcasting with Mr. B, Ms. Dedra, as well as uh, uh, Sister Mia. So moving with our nuggets, the discussion goes on and uh, we have a very special nugget today where we're talking a little bit about how we're going to be giving back to the planet. Uh, Just to uh, state the exact words of the nugget, it says, if you love your grandkids, take care of the planet, give back to your planet. That's how it's written in um, these It sounds like a Mr. B. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yes. uh, Can I just hear what got into the mind uh, of Mr. B when he had to write this (laughs) this particular nugget? You know, as as it's going through, it was I think it's just closing out a chapter of taking care of family, taking care of your wife, taking care of your children, and as we. as we think about it, we need to think about how does this really lasts? Because you could be at home taking care of things, but not necessarily external factors. You can't take care of every external factor, but yet it does still need to be cared for. And so there's aspects of, of, of giving back that makes you even look into the future. If you don't have children, if you don't have grandchildren, and if you don't have great-grandchildren, it does not mean you don't prepare for them in a sense, or the children and grandchildren of other people, our neighbors and families. I have children, two sons, and I have two grandsons. And with that, I want them to see the future of the planet and to be able to use it to the full. So what I do now might influence that, I think. Yes, absolutely. And uh, as we rightly say, the planet itself is our home. And we ought to teach our children, uh, our own or our siblings' children, that, uh, you know, how, how do we keep our home? We want to keep our homes clean and we want to keep them neat and tidy. And the same goes for the planet as well. So I'm sure with every parent teaching the child or the teachers in school also take this initiative to teach children that, you know, you need to particularly pay attention to what you're doing with your planet, the behaviors and the actions which you're taking every day. Uh, The planet itself is a very big word. We need to come down to simpler, simpler, very simple and basic things, I think. Uh, Just going back to a few days ago when we were on a family trip and we actually had a garbage bag in our uh, vehicle in which we were traveling. We did. We just. We have the choice to just litter as soon as we finish a chocolate or we finish a sandwich. We can just, <laughs> you know, flip off our waste somewhere on the roads. But no, we didn't do that. As a responsible family, I think we uh, even taught our uh, five and a half year old nephew that you know uh, you should be able to put the waste into a particular place and then take it to its uh, due spot, which is the dustbin, and not just litter every place. Right. Um, 
against the world yeah so that's very important and cleanliness and balancing and um and valuing the mother earth as we call it you know and because it's very much essential that it reciprocates the energy the dynamic energy which it has uh in itself in various forms the sunlight the air the water everything you know the balance has to be there and it, it when we start disturbing it and there's so much we have already done as human beings to dis- disturb this entire ecosystem that it, it's really time and it's already too late i think for most of us to even realize uh what we have done and uh there's some hope that we are able to understand this and we could do something we could take some actions um so i would like to ask you mr b you have been in the oil and gas industry for so long so from an industry perspective from a corporate perspective what were some initiatives uh you you were taking in order to kind of you know reduce the carbon foot, uh, footprint or you know preserve the because there's a lot of wastage i i understand in the oil and gas industry <laughs> and you know it's economically financially for the industry there is no need to have wastage but from an economical standpoint is everything that it takes effort to do or regulated to do or made to do has costs and so most companies don't like costs for some reason you know they're in the business of doing business but every time you take a look at cost oh hello deetra welcome hi how are you fine, how's fine. everybody sorry for the space background but i'm in my car actually it's the perfect <laughs> background for our conversation because we were talking about keeping the planet clean and preserve for our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren so we come to the Otherwise, we may have to go to space you know before we know <laughs> right, it, right? Yes. <laughs> maybe this is more appropriate than i knew <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. One of the yes. thing one of the things Samina said was looking at things or even the wording for the podcast title makes us look at things holistically from a global standpoint but yet every action we need to take is from a local standpoint and an individual standpoint and and the thought of charity begins at home which also means environmental behavior starts at home. Yes. Right. Well, I I've always thought that, you know, we're visitors on this planet actually. We are not this planet doesn't belong to us. It is a temporary home that's been given to us while we live in this form. And as a guest in anyone's house, I mean, you wouldn't just trash someone's house and then expect them to be okay with it, right? Right. You would keep their house clean. <laughs> you know, that's what I've always taught my children, you know. You wouldn't want somebody trashing your house and then saying, "Well, see ya, bye." You know. <laughs> It's bad manners. It's just simply bad manners. So, yeah. I think that you know, just to be a good guest, you should keep your home clean. Yes. And one of the things she asked right before you came on was um feeding off of my historic background with the oil industry. What are some of the things that that industry took as efforts to keep the planet clean and and how do they um manage waste? And yes. and my answer would be um was going to the 
course, talking about the costs and financial approach most businesses take with with costs, because there are a lot of things they could do morally, there are things that they could do ethically, and some things the government regulate them to do, but it all comes with a cost. And so mm-hmm. um, if everyone was doing it, then it's very competitive in nature but the answer was yes uh, so I mean they, they don't they do not have to have wastes because mm-hmm. the type of energy it is it all comes in different form but if a company is not regulated to manage that waste or re- repurpose that waste that we, we get then they wouldn't want to spend um, morally or financially any money to manage that waste because they're not under yeah. any pressure to deal with it the biggest waste um, right now is, is the carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide and other um, off um, actions, reactions to burning fuel. And it comes mm-hmm. with everyone's car and it comes also to the industry. And so under our, all of our cars right now, there's a catalytic converter, this device that converts the waste to mostly water and carbon dioxide. Um, because mm. monoxide is poison. So the chemistry of it says it, it, it does that. But the history of the world right now says we have over 8 billion cars. And if you try to manage waste that every car is not effective, there's mm-hmm. about 63,000 electricity plants. And so wow. we kept talking about electrical cars. We're just saying the same energy every car is burning collectively can Mm -hmm. be managed with those electrical plants. So it's better to, or easier to manage 63,000 electricity plants than 8 billion cars, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why it makes sense to have electric cars, but it doesn't mean the the consuming of energy automatically disappears just because we have electric cars. It's just being diverted to those electricity plants. Mm-hmm. And because, because it needs a portion of sunlight, clean energy for the plants. It needs a portion of hydroelectric, which is good green energy for the, it needs some nuclear and it needs some fossil fuel as a combination to burn. And so it's just being able to manage it more effectively in more centralized locations. And it's not necessarily spoken of so much so, but it is what it is. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes, it will be. It it will be absolutely a stitch in time saves nine. In case you know companies actually get to understand it correctly and implement it correctly right from the beginning, it will definitely save them a lot going forward. Yeah. There are some wastes that could hurt the planet for eons, and it's nuclear wastes. And there's also some other um, some other waste like a something we enjoy using plastics we enjoy using them they come from a hydrocarbon base called xylene and propylene which goes to mm-hmm. other things that makes plastics but we are right. as humans we can manage all of this um i bet years ago people were using um bamboo and other cloth type materials to do similar things i'd rather have bamboo containers here at home than plastic sometimes you know, but yeah. it, again, is we we like our conveniences. We like to we like our lids covering everything, and we like to put them in the cupboards and secure them and wrap them, and we enjoy that. But we need to manage what that is. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Or there will be no future for those children, the grandchildren. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not on this planet, anyway. 
Yes. <laughs> well, you know, awesome. one question I always had, I don't know if you guys want to talk about it or not, but during COVID, one thing that I really loved was the fact that everyone was working remotely. We were all working from home and there was there was barely any cars on the street and the skies became clear, just beautiful skies. And, you know, as soon as it passed, there's the the law right away again, like, no, 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 you have to come in person to the job. You can't work remotely anymore. And once again, the pollution began. So, you know, what's that all about? <laughs> Is it just yeah. because of oil sales? You know, just to keep oil sales a little bit high? You know, <laughs> I mean, if we we're really concerned about the planet, maybe, you know, working from home should be more of a thing, right? I'm, yes. I'm just saying. I'm I'm yes. putting it out there. <laughs> what do you think, Samina? Yes, absolutely. I think I'm all for this also. And uh, it, it's just about, you know, striking that balance in terms of the company's decision makers should strike the balance in saying that, yes, I'm going to be uh, putting down a portion of my decisions and my uh, investments of time and energy in saving the planet, as well as, you know, I do understand the efficiency of my workers and everything can be, maybe it can be more while they're working from home. We never know. Yes. But they have to, all of this has to be done systematically with a little bit of exercise where they do a survey, where they do a little bit of homework to understand how things work initially. Uh, what I feel is companies are just ignoring that because they feel it's too much of a work to do. So easier uh -huh. is that you put it Let's maintain status quo and let's get going with how we have been working. So exactly. <laughs> because change is hard. Change yes. is hard and it requires effort. It and requires we can't effort. be just lazy and, and do the same thing we've done for a hundred years. So yeah. Tamina <laughs> used Samina yeah. used the word systemic and, and, and you just used the word a hundred years and the system, <laughs> systemic problems that we have are entrenched and ingrained. Um, office property dipped during that time and office property values increased after that time. Office property is an investment strategy used by many investors. In order mm -hmm. to switch to a different investment is it's money losing proposition sometimes when you get rid of office space and so on and so on. And so that's systemic thinking that goes into all of this. They may even start with, what are we going to do with all this office space? You know, yes. if it was at home, <laughs> you know, what are we going to um, do with the vendors near the office? What are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with that? And it becomes a different problem because we created a systemic old school thinking and we refuse to yeah. stay over to a, an earth saving new mind thinking because all of those yeah. remember the phrase oh we always did it that way yes yeah i hate that <laughs> One of the worst things ever to hear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An idea killing statement. We always did it that way. That's why we're doing it this way. For somebody who considers himself a creative, that is a soul killing yeah. statement, actually. <laughs> that really is. <laughs> that, that is the word, actually. Since since you are a creative coach, Ms. Deidre, uh, it comes to your mind, I'm sure. And I'm probably resonating your thoughts right now 
that you know the company what i feel is maybe i'm i'm over expecting but this is what i feel the company's decision maker should do that okay these has uh, these have been my assets over 100 years and this has been uh, this is the future so probably i should really devise my strategy i cannot say one size fits all so being creative and being uh, coming up with newer strategies and creatively utilizing whatever spaces and investments they have made is always a choice but provided you take the choice you make that choice that yes i want to utilize it properly and maybe i am ready to make that change and uh, rethink my strategy than just right. being <laughs> monotonous <laughs> yeah Yes, exactly. And we when we're getting things delivered to our home, we can find all the reasons why the store or deliverer didn't pick the right tomatoes or didn't give us the best quality broccoli or whatever whatever. But truth and in fact, if they would bring more, of course we can make our own choices. The idea is, is to me it's better for one vehicle to bring things around everywhere than all of our vehicles going out to the market. You know. Yes. Exactly. That's so, true. I would love that to be reverse and so sometimes mm-hmm. it's very competitive between the brick and mortar buildings even as a supermarket and the ones that is doing the delivery. And so mm-hmm. yes we have to consider what we're talking about is that we want the, the planet to be around for our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, even the ones we won't see our great great grandchildren. We want it to be around for them and and we'll start at home yes but we sure could encourage and feel free to talk about giving back as a form of of saving the planet and so we want to give back ideas we want to give back um action we want to give back this advocacy about what does it take to save our planet for our future generation and even if we work <laughs> for an energy company it doesn't mean that we can't be environmentalists in the middle of our or be environmentally responsible while working there we individually right. we were held accountable i worked for the company we were held accountable that we will be taking the punishment if we did something that hurt the environment you know the company had its position but we all had a responsibility and we knew we were going to be disciplined if we were irresponsible with the environment and i thought it was really cool to work for an energy company and be an environmental thinking person yes yes i respect that and there are cities who are actually fining the citizens in case they see the citizens actually littering the place uh, just I've been in india uh, just a few days ago so i saw two cities nagpur as well as kerala and i was it was happening for me to know that kerala has actually banned the use of plastic bags and uh, every time i would ask for a bag when i purchase something they would say no we cannot give you a bag so it, it felt nice that okay fine they at least making an attempt and i did see in action that the roads mm-hmm. are much much cleaner than what it was it were before yes and that, I, that's good and in the united states there for years we had signs next to the drains on the street that had a fish painted on it and say no pouring of oil in the drain on your sidewalk and it was a campaign went on for many years and i'm sure that the fishes are more happy that we don't <laughs> we don't dispose our waste oil from our car oil changes um right there in the drain and so a lot of habits have um, have changed when the ozone layer was a concern we all got rid of our plastic our styrofoam cups and and cfcs and so on and so we can take action and and it's a form of giving back to our, our future it's a form of giving back to our 
to our children's future if we just take our, all our individual action and everyone participates. Yes, yes. yes. I, and now uh, we should volunteer and we should volunteer to make the world a better place. <laughs> right. And even if you're just your one, it, a lot of people might think just because, oh, I'm just one person, what difference can I make? You know, if I just recycle one of my cans, you know, does that really going to change anything, you know, in a big planet like we live in? But imagine if, you know, five or six billion people had that same thought, you know, I mean, yes. and recycled one can, you know, I mean, that actually does make a huge difference. I mean, we can't even let the one little thought, like that little thought stop us, you know, because even your small actions add up, you know, yes. and especially if you tell people about it, say, look, I recycled my cans today. Look how easy it is. You know, mm -hmm. we have social media, we can set an example. I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. we can do as individual people, you know. Yes, and as yes. we wrap up this podcast, we're just reminding everyone that's a form of giving back. We have spoken about many forms in the book, The Art of Giving Back. We're on um, nugget number 20. And so you can see so many weeks we've been talking about it. So whatever form of giving back that satisfies our soul, we can take it up. And if you care about the planet, you can take up that advocacy also and give back by telling about it, sharing it, and, and continuing with even podcasting about that very subject. Yes. Yes. So we all look forward to make the right choices and make the right uh, uh, take the right actions in order to protect our planet. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we weren't able to join Facebook Live today because um, it just wasn't triggering for me. And so we will share this online too and uh, continue to do these um, podcasts. We're heading towards the end of the, the, the Giving Back series and um, we'll start listening to our audiences and see what subjects um, exciting to them. Deidre, we know you have um, Yumi and Ice-T. It's going very well and look forward to joining with you next Thank week. Thank you. And also um, on this program, we have 30 by 30 is the young lady, Menar, who is coming on and start talking about women who are approaching their 30s and all of the challenges they have to, to oh, face. Oh, what a great topic. Her, I know, and it's oh, opened gosh. her episode last week. She will do another one coming up this weekend <laughs> and look forward to her conversation as she speaks here in the US and in collaboration with one of her best friends in Dubai about these 30 year old issues and, and how you become the man and woman that you need to be and what you gotta face. And so we yeah. look forward to that. And um, we also have um, the young lady on your program. I forgot her name. Lene. Lene. Lene Peters. Yes. And, and so she's been joining you more often and hope to stay that way. She can either have her own show too or just stay on the one that you run. But it's just wonderful to have great advocates on the program for continually sharing as we continue yes. to talk with Mr. V. Thank you guys. It's really good to see you guys. Welcome. Thank Absolutely. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Thank you, Samina. Thank you. Thank you. Again next week. Sure. Bye, y'all. <laughs>
follow us. Please send any inquiry to email mrb at freetalkwithmrb.com or go online www.freetalkwithmrb.com. We thank you and look forward to you again when we come on this week, next week, and every Sunday on Free Talk with Mr. B.